Hello and welcome. You are listening to Charging Stallion Presents News We Like. My name's Cam. My name's Tim. My name is Jack. Oh! <laughs> oh we go. have got a very exciting guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? We've got Sniff. No, I'm going intru- to interrupt me saying introduce yourself and I'll do it for you. <clears throat> we have got Sniff, the singer and main man of Pissed Idiots, sitting in Timmy's Lounge as a guest on our podcast. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Cam. Thank you, Timmy. It's an absolute privilege to be here. <laughs> hey, the first ever, the first ever guest for a for a, for a full episode as well. We've had we've had uh, um, one of your bandmates, Jono, um, Nitro Drunk Jono, uh, come in with uh, Jacob from Miniskirt for an intro on one of our previous podcasts. But... And then we rudely kicked them out <laughs> after five and a half minutes. <laughs> They stood in the hallway, and um, so John Owen and and, uh, and and Jay hooked me up afterwards, saying that after I left the room, they were like, "Well, we have. Should we just go back in?" We? And we felt terrible afterwards. <laughs> we thought because we just thought we were pulling away from the party. I'm giving the boot the drummers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Give the drummers the boot. We've, the boot. we've also had uh, Timmy's housemate and our good friend Kate on the podcast to discuss uh, putting animals in costumes. And we also booted her out. And if you listen back to that in- that interview, I was pretty brutal to her, telling her she shouldn't be putting her cat in costumes. So to be honest, Sniff, uh, I want you to feel comfortable, but our track record with guests is terrible. It's cut, cut thrown in the uh, yeah, man. In the Charming Stallion podcast. Right? Yeah, but it is good to be here, and apologies in advance if we do anything <laughs> like we've done to our previous guests. So, so, so Sniff, you're in, uh, you're, you're, you're in Melbourne. Uh, you, you, we played a show last night. How was your night last night, mate? Uh, it was a pretty good night. Uh, good rock show. Good company. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's good stuff. <laughs> and uh, this the this morning, you uh, you had a little bit of a journey. Yeah, so um, leaving around the Toad area, I'm not quite sure, but I, for you, via pure instinct, I um, tracked back to Timmy D's house. Not many people travel by instinct these days <laughs> with all the apps you can get. Well, phone's dead. Um, that was it. Me, yeah. I, was, I had to resort back to primal instinct. <laughs> yeah, man, and um. And it worked. And just, um, yeah, went for it. Well, I'm glad you made it here safely. Did you Did you knock or did you have to, did you wake did up you to get Did you knock a couple him? of times? I knocked maybe twice. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. They could be out for dinner or, no, not dinner. How long were you gone? <laughs> it's been three days. <laughs> Man of the wild. Yeah. Uh, but Timmy came to my rescue. Um, opened the door. Yeah, nice. A sight for sore eyes. I was purely relieved. <laughs> yeah, man. To be welcomed into his humble abode. Nice. And then we uh, had some showers when I went across the road to the pub and copped a good feed, some bit, some mm. beers, and now we're on the vodka cruises. Mm. Nice little day drink. Well, you always go with the raspberries over the over the guavas, do you? 
Personal favourite's the pineapple, yep. but um, not on offer at the IJA liquor. <laughs> Damn. Um, so, went for a creaming soda. Yeah, nice little rasp. Fair enough. Yeah. So, Sniff, it, we what we do here is, as as you know, we, we talk a lot of shit on this podcast and we talk a lot of things, but essentially we are an obscure news podcast. Where do you usually get your news from? Well, mine is, if it's not you guys, <laughs> of course, <laughs> it is, um, you know, via means of the internet, you know. That's pretty much it, yeah. The paper every now and then I read it. Oh, you still get still still go old school with the paper. Timmy's so Quite excited to hear someone else is old school. <laughs> I love it. If I, if I could write my own paper and read it, I would. That, that would be my essential essential way to read the news. Yeah, it was by me. <laughs> well, you're halfway there. That's basically what this show is: us getting details about the news wrong by accident and passing it on to other people. So. It's great to have you here, Sniff. Uh, Right now, we're in the intro segment of the show. So before we go into the news stories, I just want to tell you guys about my weekend. I went along to the filming of the Drunk Mums film clip for Urban Cowboy, and it was a lot of fun. Everyone was dressed as cowboys. Uh, There was probably about 50 people there. They had a giant marquee, like huge. It was the same one they had at Zaza's birthday. Yeah, massive. The wind picked up. The weather was horrible. It was freezing. Everyone's dressed as cowboys, but shivering. (laughs) There's a mechanical bull. Dean from Drunk Mums is playing guitar. They're filming him, two cameras. He's playing, singing along with his guitar, riding the mechanical bull <laughs> on setting two. And then a huge gust of wind comes, knocks the whole marquee over. Metal poles are snapping. It's chaos. There's can- canvas ripping. A pole comes down, slams onto Dean's head. <laughs> so I did what any good friend would do. And I just pulled out my microphone and went around and started <laughs> interviewing people. <laughs> Yeah. So we are on the set of your film clip. Can you tell me what just happened? Uh, the gazebo just collapsed on everybody and there's snap bits everywhere. But we forgot some teamwork happening and it's all, it's all good. So we're not filming right now, we're just chilling out. Oh, look, I don't know. We might have some candid cameras everywhere. Might, this might all be part of the show and we're just not privy to it. I don't know. You reckon this is Jake's evil plan? He's just like, let's cause chaos and film my friends dealing with it. Look, I wouldn't put it past him, to be honest, I think, you know. I mean, I've got to admit, this is good entertainment. There's no denying that. Yeah. Maybe it's the sneakiest film clip of all time. I've seen sneakier, but yeah. When Dean was riding the bull, the marquee collapsed on his head. What was your first thought? Uh, I thought he was... I thought we lost Dean. <laughs> you thought that was it for Dean? I thought that was it for Dean. Yeah. Drunk Mom's three-piece. Well, I'm kind of like, I'm not as good as Dean, but I could play guitar if you need it. <laughs> you got the job. If you find out that I was behind the marquee collapsing, would you still put me in the band? Uh, probably not. Well, basically a huge gust of wind came through and um, it's basically just ruined the wedding. Uh, we're not sure. We know if anybody does a rain dance, I'm going to be absolutely livid. So hopefully the weather holds up. It's sunny now, but it's Melbourne, so within the next five seconds that could change. But at the point, at this point in time, optimistic. Do you feel safe? I always feel safe. We're in Melbourne. It used to be one of the most livable cities in the world. Not anymore, thanks to Vienna. But I still feel perfectly safe. Dean, we went from being under the cover of a marquee to the marquee snapping and almost smashing you on the head. It did hit me on the head, but I had my moose hunter hat on and I think it saved my noggin. Do you reckon this hat is what did it? Yeah. Can I give it, can I knock it with my knuckles? Yeah, go for it. (laughs) That is solid. Saved by the moose hat. Apparently there's a shot of it though. Apparently they got the shot of it coming under my head. Oh, so they still filmed it? 
Yeah, I like took the impact of my body. Yeah. Right. This thing is rock solid, eh? Beautiful. So there we are. <laughs> Sounds like a fun day, bro. Oh, it was an awesome day, man. Best Sunday I've had in ages. Yeah, good. Yeah. Is it time? It's time. Should we this jump? This is where in? we do it, Sniff. Okay. This is where we jump right. into the news. Who's starting off today, Ken? I think you. Because right. I don't have a good news story. The headline is, well, you got some good news stories, just not generally. A, yeah. <laughs> now that you make me think about it, I'm not sh- no, surely. <laughs> I must. Paris is installing eco-friendly compost urinal boxes. Ooh. So, um, what they're what they're setting up around the around the city is urinals. Um, in and they go when you piss, it goes down to a compost. That then uh, on the top of the on the top of the urinals is is um, you know greenery. <laughs> so the, so, ah. the, so I'll show you. That's what it looks like. So it's a it's it's ah. a urinal, and then on top is a is is planter box. Yeah, like a planter box. Now uh, people are complaining. Um, <laughs> they reek supposedly. <laughs> They absolutely. The best shot is this one, where it's this guy pissing in one of the boxes, and just a whole river of piss. Oh man, <laughs> just, I love it. The, the I get the idea. I get mm. the idea. They go, look, we're we're sick of people pissing all over the street. Yeah. So we're gonna we're, we're gonna have have urinals so people can 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 you know piss in piss provide in the urinal. Service. Yes, yeah. provide service. Piss piss in the urinal on the street and also supply a little bit of greenery. Yeah, I totally get it. It's a lot. When you showed me that photo, it's a lot more public than I thought. There's no mm. walls around these no. urinals. It's basically like a square. In the open CBD, <laughs> the guy in the suit is just pissing onto a, what looks like a recycling bin, <laughs> and he's looking at a boatload full of maybe a hundred people in the eye. You, you should never be able to piss and look a hundred people in the eye at the same time. What I love the best about that is the sign. Look at the the lean back of this character. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> Yeah, there's a sign trying to point out what this device is so that if you're busting and you read the sign, you can come over to it. But they've got one of those drawings, I guess, of a person taking a slash. But this person has been holding it in for like 15 hours. They're leaning back hard. But yeah, supposedly they stink. So what they're trying to do now is um, apply some kind of device that, um, that, that... that makes the urine not smell. Right. Yeah, because it's supposedly it's just you got a whole you got a whole box of piss, pretty much. You just got a box of piss sitting on the street, yeah. and too much piss that is dripping all down the road and and running 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 down onto the walkways. It's just a budget toilet, really. Um, if there was, um, say say the 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 planter box on top. Um, did have some fruit or some or some or some vegetables? <laughs> Would you try? You walk past as a nice little man. What's your favorite fruit sniff? Um, strawberries. Strawberries. Yes. Yeah, strawberries. If there was a, if there was a nice little yeah, a little um, strawberry bush. Maybe one of those like a sun. You know how you have the pusher bottles for sunscreen, but there's cream in there. Oh, be- oh, on top of the urinal. hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. It's on top of a piss soaked urinal. Yeah, I'm in. Are you in? I'm in. Yeah, You're man. Good man. Yeah, no. You're walking down. The, you're walking down the street. You got a, got a broad with you. What do you want? What's wrong with romantic? A couple of strawberries and cream. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Uh, sorry, no, keep going. I'll, I'll just grab these. <laughs> strawberries for me. <laughs> but good on, good on Paris for trying to do something. You know, they're making moves. Maybe mm. not the best moves, but they're making... It's a they're, move. They're They'll making moves. <laughs> 
Children are easily influenced by peer pressure from robots, a study has found. School-aged children tend to echo the incorrect but unanimous responses of a group of robots to a simple visual task, a new study has found. They also ran the test with adults and found that adults aren't as influenced by peer pressure from robots, but they are influenced by peer pressure from adults. So basically what they did is they sat a child, they sat a bunch of children one by one round a table. There was also these tiny little robots sitting around the table with the children. And then they would ask the kid a question like, is this circle bigger than that circle on a screen? And then the kid would know for a fact that it wasn't, but all the robots would nod and then look at the kid. And they said that the kids were even so affected by it that they think that maybe the kids think of robots as individuals and felt a closer bond with some specific robots because those robots looked at them more often and blinked and wriggled their robot fingers. That is ridiculous. (laughs) It's like iRobot. Yeah. New friends. Yeah, man. Oh, God. So... I um I love it. I love this sort of stuff because I, I feel like if the next generation thinks that robots are sentient, well, maybe they'll help build them so they're sentient. Don't like it. You know, I don't like <laughs> this shit, man. I, look, don't give them personalities. Don't make them people. Like, that's that's the downfall to the human race, man. But would it's... you tell a mother who is really keen to have a child not mm. to have a child? Mm. Then don't tell a little scientist child who wants to... <laughs> create a robot with a soul that he can't have that child he wants he just wants an ai child man yeah but should it come down to that kid's no good or those people no good i was gonna say genocide (laughs) got real dark i'm not saying go out and peel people and that but it's an option the robot if the robots take over man that's a that's a battle i don't think we're gonna win you know what i mean and his pet robot robot best friend they have a fight Mm. Robot's got superpowers. Kills the kid. That kid's getting Too fucked up. The robot's strong. definitely stronger. If, if, sure. if, if, if those, if the robot and a ten-year-old kid are in a cage or a bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> probably more likely their bedroom, right? I'm putting money on that robot every day of the week. Hundred percent. Is that a bad thing? Maybe, the, maybe the kid should learn a little bit of respect. Maybe you are right, Cam. Maybe you had it coming. I didn't say any of that. <laughs> so I don't know why you said I'm right. <laughs> I see what you're saying, Cam. We should be at war. (laughs) War with the robots. Which side are we on? I don't know. Maybe maybe you choose the winning side. The winning side would be AI, right? Yeah. But every time we talk about robots, I think your fear comes up because you imagine the robot war. Hmm. Imagine just a nice friendship with a robot. Yeah. That's how it begins, man. That's how it all starts. And then you have a falling out, you reckon? Kid gets a girlfriend. Um... You know, not paying him enough attention anymore. Oh, yeah. And bang, jealousy strikes and... The robot steals the girlfriend. That's it. Oh, yeah. what's the get to? Yeah. He's left by himself again. <laughs> has to build something else. Another robot. Yeah, you man. Know, how many robots is this kid going to build? Hundreds. Until he finds the best friend. Then hundreds. Robot army. Yeah. That's a robot army, of, man. Of his exes. <laughs> wow. It'll be half robots his and half of his exes all banded together against him. Oh, what a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, well. I still like it. (laughs) (laughs) What it was like to grow up on your own tiny island called Solitary. Mm. So uh, this family um, grew up on uh, this tiny little island uh, around this lighthouse. Um, Yeah, a, a a beautiful, a beautiful little place. And I just reading this article, it just 
just things to think to me. I, I grew up in in the suburbs, kids everywhere, people mm. everywhere. I think we all had similar yeah, similar yeah. upbringings. Um, one of my favourite lines from this was, um, "We just got on with it, and we did what kids do. We build billy carts." Full stop. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's not a lesson. <laughs> That's all they had to do was just build billy carts. Yeah. That's all they did. That's that was the only example this kid gave. That's the only example it was we made billy carts. Yeah. Full stop. Usually when you talk about your childhood, we go, we went on the street, we climbed we trees. We climbed trees, we played, played tag, we played that. cricket, we yeah. went toad hunting, we did possum hunting for, for Cam and the Kiwis. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> do you know about this sniff about possums in New Zealand? Nah. Alright, Cam, can you uh, can you in New Zealand, things are a little different, especially in how we treat the possums of the country. So I am like the least outdoorsy person ever, but I've been out with metal and wooden poles with groups of friends to smash possums over the head so many times. When it comes to possums. When it, yeah, because in New Zealand, they are considered a pest, but they look very similar to the ones here. So when we we don't do it to the Australian possums, but like when we see them, there's like there's, there is like a feeling of like oh yeah, like just eight years ago I would have been out on the back of a Ute and then jumping off the back and bashing these bo- possums across the face. Squash its head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, in one of our in, in one of our songs in one of our Charging Stone songs, Bad Boy, mm. one of my lines is um, I hit a possum with a pole. But I didn't kill it. Yeah. I am a bad boy, and and what and what the story, what that line is about is Cam hitting one of the possums with a pole and then freaking out and not being able to finish the job. A wash of instant shock and guilt came over me after I hit this possum because you're you're in gang mentality. You're with all these farmer kids like get it, Cam. They got like bright lights, and I ran up to the possum, smacked it, and it like fell to the side and like it's damaged forever. Like I saw the twitches, and then I, as soon as I was seeing what I'd done, I was like. Oh no! And so I just went and hopped back on did, the Ute. And did the job get finished? Though? No. So that paraplegic possum is still. Left in... Yeah. Oh still... no, it's dead. By now, <laughs> by now, probably. But see, that's the thing in New Zealand. Like, you guys don't have predators. Mm. See, that's the thing with the in, in Australia. We've got we've got na- we've got a whole bunch of natural predators yeah. here. We've got crocodiles, snakes. You, you guys don't even have really poisonous spiders over there, right? No, nah, not really. Yeah. Oh, we've got white prey. tails. Yeah. What's that? Birds of prey. We've got birds mm-hmm. of prey as well. We've yeah. got have we got owls in Australia? We do, eh? Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But not like the not the huge ones they have like in North America. Wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> but so growing up on this island, um I don't know, it just I, I, I saw this I saw this article and and, and, and I just think what a what a what a crazy way to to grow up, just isolated from everything. Because yeah. it, it is a big difference to say like like Cam, where you were you you did homeschooling at, uh, for for a while when you were mm. when you were younger. Still different though, way because you still had friends and you still 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 you still kind of know what's going on and yeah. how normal people are acting. Like I did some weird stuff for sure. Like I'd try to trap birds. Like I sound like <laughs> such a <laughs> serial shit, bro. That's straight up serial. You you throw that in with the possum, like the possum killings yeah. as well. I've never told those two stories back to back, and now I'm like having a real internal like, what am I moment? 
Um, I just want to caveat all of that and say, like, I don't harm animals anymore. <laughs> and I know that it was bad to have done that in the past. Like, I, it's psycho. And I would never hit another possum or trap another bird. <laughs> but, but my point was that you, you still you still had friends and, and yeah, stuff like Yeah, you, you have a gauge of what normal kids do. And you would have gone to... Um, to community events and, 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 and those kind of things. We got right? tours of like the firefighter station and tours of the um, newspaper place where they printed the newspaper as a group of homeschoolers. Those are the types of yeah. social activities we did, yeah. But did you guys all get together like with, with other homeschoolers? Home yeah. yeah, so it's like, yeah, so you're still hanging out with, with other yeah. kids and stuff like that. But this is being like on an, I'm, I'm, I was about to say trapped on an island, but they're, they're there by choice. Mm. But you got, you like that's, this is a photo of, of who was there. It's just, it's just, uh, you know, just the kids and, and a yeah. few adults. Like that's it. And, that, and that's your whole childhood, just, just on, an, on an island with a lighthouse. Have you guys seen the movie Dog Tooth? No. It's about a family where they don't let the daughters out of the out of the property they tell them there's a poisonous gas so the dad goes to work and he lives a normal life but then he quickly puts a gas mask on as he drives in the driveway so that the girls never leave the house i feel like that island is a place where maybe her idea of what all kids do is from like the mum and dad going no you don't need to get off the island all other kids do is make billy cards <laughs> <laughs> that's all they do you're not missing out on anything here's the things that you need to make a billy cart like i feel like that's her idea of what a childhood is because the parents just said that's all other kids do don't be jealous you never need to leave yeah it's a weird man like it's it it freaks me out a little bit because if you had if you had real cool parents and it was a real nice a real nice upbringing then then awesome but Mm. you'd have to because you don't have the internet you don't have anything any anything along those lines Mm. you're basing everything about life yeah of what your parents tell you. If your parents are a bit fucked up, how are you not going to be fucked up? Yeah. You know, if you've got fucked up parents and you live in the suburbs or whatever, you're probably going to go out, hang out with other families, hang out with other people and be like, oh, my parents are a bit fucking weird. Yeah. Like, my parents are like, they have wrong views about things. Yeah. Or you'll say one of the views and your friend will yeah. be like, nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. All the other friends are so you don't. <laughs> Yeah, which is why people need each other to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what I needed. (laughs) A gay goose in New Zealand will be remembered forever. The 30-year relationship between Thomas the Goose and Henry the Swan could be commemorated with a bronze statue and displayed on the Kapiti Coast in New Zealand. Waikanae bird tour operator... Mick Pryor said the story of the feathered duo, who were also joined by Henrietta, the female swan, deserves to be celebrated. Last year, Thomas passed away, and his passing has rocked the community of the Kapiti Coast. Thomas and Henry had spent 18 years together before Henry paired up with Henrietta. Thomas- Yono! Fucking Yono! <laughs> Did she break up the band? Yoko. Yoko. Did I say Yono? <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like a beautiful, it's another goose relationship. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Yoko came in and tried to shake things up, but um, that was after Thomas and Henry had spent 18 years together. But you know what? 
Uh, Thomas the Goose, the gay goose who passed away, when Henrietta came into the relationship, Thomas didn't bail. He helped them raise 68 signets over the years. So every time they had kids, Thomas stuck around and said, yeah, I'll help with this. Oh, and he finally, that is beautiful. He finally decided to have his own feathered babies. He had a fling and uh, gave birth. All of the, the uh, female goose gave birth. But then those babies were stolen by another goose called George, who raised them as his own. So this goose this is... This is commune shit, man. This, this is, is cold shit. This is great. They're, they're in this weird duck and swan... Is it a duck, du- uh, ducks and swans, goose, right? Goose and... Geese and swans. Geese and swans. A geese and swan little commune where mm. everyone's rooting, hanging out, raising each other's children. This is, this is great stuff. You can <laughs> put it on a television show. Yeah. Prime time. <laughs> Thomas the goose had been left heartbroken in two the, 2009 when Henry, that was his boyfriend of 18 years, uh, passed away. Uh, and he spent the last few years of his life, Thomas the Goose, uh, in a Wellington bird sanctuary. And his funeral last year was one of the biggest events on the uh, Capity Coast where he lived. They had bagpipes, they had speeches, they had one of New Zealand's greatest poets, Pinky Agnew, doing poems about Whoa. this goose. <laughs> and the mayor went and spoke. That's and crazy. The story of this um, this goose with a great heart has gone global. What a what a great animal! What a great story! So is that is that North Beautiful. or South Island? It's North Island, really close to Wellington. Yeah, so cool. Where we played, it's probably like a forty minute drive from there. Yeah, really beautiful coastal town. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And so it was one of those things where it, they they were they were an icon of the town, yes. and you grow up, and everyone knew about about Henry yeah. and, and what was his what was his so Henry, Thomas. It was Thomas. Thomas the gay ghost, and Henry was his boyfriend who passed away, and Henrietta was... Um, so Henry's... Henry was a swan. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I love how it's all been detailed the whole time of their life. <laughs> yeah. It's like a soap opera. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so is Henrietta still rolling around? I think Henrietta's still rolling around. So now Thomas and Henry have both passed, but Henrietta's still alive. Yeah, right. And yeah. their kids, their their, their kids live on in the live on in the lake. Sixty-eight yeah. of them. Sixty-eight prison. And with an upbringing from Thomas, I think they'll have a good chance mm. at life because he's got a good mindset. Good heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those those kids, they're not going to be shunned. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll have everything. Totally. I I just, I think that Thomas is a better person than me. Like if if somebody got with, if I'd been with somebody for 18 years and then a girl came in and was like, well, I'm actually marrying your boyfriend, Cam. I'd be like, okay, we'll catch you both then. I wouldn't be like, well, I'll help you raise your guys' kids. Like that's. I'll I'll stick around. Yeah. I'll I'll be here for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice. Like I don't, I don't know if I'll ever become that good of a person, (laughs) to be honest. I, I personally don't think it's in humans, but. Yeah. For the geese and swans of the world, it must be a high quality. Yeah, man. They've just got some aspect about them. Well, that's um, quite a touching story. Do you think, what do you think the, the kindest thing relationship wise that you've done it would be, Sniff? Uh, uh, say goodbye. <laughs> I'm not, not very good at those things. <laughs> yeah. Not very good at all. Yeah. You know, yeah, nice. I'm a single man. Yeah, no, me too. And for good reason. Yeah, both, both a couple of single men just uh, flying, flying their own little freak flag. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. <laughs> me and Sniff both just whipped out our flags. <laughs> British tourist film stripping naked in famous war hero monument. 
Um, police uh, are hunting for two British tourists who were filmed stripping naked in a famous Roman monument. Uh, the incident took place at the iconic um, Altair della Patrina. Perfect. That was yeah, that was all right. Like I gave it a go. I gave it a go. How would you How would you say? Uh, just Just hear sniff. How would you? Fuck. Um, uh, Altare della Patria. Oh. Pointed out to me, Steph. Oh. Altare della Paltelia. Oh, you really went like hard on the accent, eh? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I added a couple of letters as well. <laughs> um, a national monument in the Italian capital, which was built in memory of fallen soldiers of World War One. Um, officers are searching for the culprits after a tour guide filmed them in the fountain and uh, nearly 40,000 people saw the YouTube video. Now, before we go into this, don't look any monument that is that that is there for 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 some serious stuff. Pay a little respect, you know. Dude, like, don't don't be doing that shit. However, <laughs> <laughs> um, in the video, two men uh, reported as British uh, uh, by local media um, are seen posing for photos in the fountain, wearing only their briefs. Um, and then what happens is one of the men pulls his underwear down. <laughs> And this is how this is how the article describes it, ready? Because you we all know it as something else, but this is how they describe it. One of the men pulls his underwear down and stuffs his genitals between his legs to pose naked for photos. He does the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls a straight up vagina. So there's a good little photo of him uh, with the tuck there. So uh, yeah. you, you always have to lean <laughs> over before when you do the mangina. You so it's always a it's always a, a, a lean in a lean over you tuck down and you and then you um, fix your business. Yeah, you put you put them down so you got a little goat's tail poking out the. Who are you like, giving the instructions to? Just the audience. I think fruit bowl. Oh, you call it a fruit bowl, yeah, like yeah. out the back. Yeah, fruit bowl. Out the back. Yeah. The view out the back is always horrendous. If nice you ever if you ever catch that view, like from the front, you're like, oh, it's almost legit. But from the back, it's a mess. <laughs> but look, I'm not saying that I condone. These these men's uh, behaviour. However, manginas are always funny. They, they, no matter when you do them, and 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 people will be like, you are immature. All these things. Yeah, I am. However, it doesn't take away from the fact that when someone does a mangina, it's always funny. Yeah. It's always funny. Not harm anyone. <laughs> it's I always going to say, not harm anyone. It's always going to be funny. If anything, it's modest. Modest? <laughs> You're putting things yeah. away. Yeah. Except for that, as you can see, there's people behind him who would have, who oh, would have, yeah. they would have copped the behind. It's not yes. modest for people standing behind Why a mangina. An absolute belter. So these fellas, um, the article says, um, Numerous visitors walked past the Brits as they misbehaved outside the iconic monument. The Brits. <laughs> uh, the um, local authorities uh, prohibit behaviour that damages or disrespects uh, its famous landmarks and are currently uh, on the lookout and trying to hunt down the two men that did this. Uh, I'll be sh- like, I'll, I'll be, I'll be with my mates. God, that was a, this this crazy. We got the, you've got the Italian Italians don't muck around. They don't fucking fuck about. <laughs> Sniff just did a a, a, a cutthroat symbol just there. Yeah. <laughs> are you are, are you from uh, Italian descent? Ah, uh, yeah, my mother, my mother is uh, full Italian blood, which full. makes myself half half Italian. Yeah, and uh, and and how how in your uh, experience, uh, how do a- Italians treat people who have done manginas? <laughs> Odd. 
<laughs> not well. <laughs> if you had a fountain at home and uh, and your is it is it your nonna? Oh yeah, my nonna. If she caught you doing a mangina in the in the in the oh, fountain at home, she go, Jack, you silly boy. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Stop what you do. Hey, bitch, very cliched old Italian woman, about four foot high, mm-hmm. dyed perm hair. Um, yeah. When I uh, when we went on a tour and we went to went to your family home and uh, oh, one thing I did I did love and find very funny was you winding up your uh, your mum and, and and Nonna that I think were having a, a oh. bit of a, a bit of a row while we while, while we were there. Oh. And did you just jump in the middle and do the opposite of mediating? Oh, that's I'm very very good at not mediating and just. <laughs> Adding fuel to the flame. <laughs> yeah. More conflict the better. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, what, that, and what's your dad's reaction when you when you when you walk in and, and uh, start 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 uh, throwing down the petrol? Dad's just like Aussie bloke. He goes, hey, come out, hey, just, just, <laughs> yeah, just, just like <clears throat> stop it, mate. Stop it, mate. Yeah, nah. <laughs> he, he just stays clear as far as possible. He doesn't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> or you'll just give me a cheeky look because he knows exactly what I'm doing. Have you guys done, um, when we think about things that you shouldn't be doing in public places, yeah. have you guys, have you guys got, some, uh, got, some, got some things that you've, that you've done in public but maybe not to the same degree as a mangina? We, um, back, oh, it would have been a couple of years ago when we were 18, we used to do this game. We'd do knock and run, but we'd go knock and run and stand naked. And so we'd, we'd, run, the, we'd run the streets from Joe's house. There was, we're rolling five deep, a couple of lads. Bang, middle of the road, knock on this house, stand in the middle of the street and just dance naked. Nah, that was it. That, besides, you know, public urination. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why we need those urinals from Paris. That's it. <laughs> we you know, roadside floristry and whatnot. You know. <laughs> Strawberries and cream, baby. <laughs> when Jackass was huge, me and my mates just used to copy that as much as possible. And I don't even, I think Scuba Steve is a Jackass skit. We did that a bit. Like I'd put on a wetsuit, a snorkel mask, and then we'd go to a fountain next to a nightclub in Napier and film me just screaming the phrase Scuba Steve, then diving into like <laughs> half a foot of water and just like, body slamming concrete, basically. So it was all like... Pretty much jackass rip-offs, but we did a lot of that stuff in public. Cam and his mates uh, used to make some real funny videos. And one of my favourite stories um, isn't so... M- it, it's it's one of my favourite stories of Cam's um, uh, a, a lot because of, of um, them going out and doing funny stuff, but more so because of what happened a, a decade later. I'm not sure it was... And uh, so uh, this is the, the Subway guy. Uh-huh. Can we tell this story? We haven't talked about this podcast yet. Can we tell this story? Yeah, man, for sure. Because <laughs> this, this is nothing to do with you. How are you to know? Yeah. How are you to know? It's yeah. not your fault. I think we may have talked about this on this podcast. Do it again. Steve has another story. This, uh, one, so this is my favourite story. This so is my like, favourite one of Cam's stories. Ten years ago, <laughs> when Jared the Subway guy and all of our consciousness was still just a dude on posters. Like, That's nothing cool. had come out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw a poster out the front of a subway in Wellington, which is the city I lived in, and it said, Jared will be visiting the subway to do signings in store in a week's time. And I was like, oh, 
okay, what I'll do is I'll buy a baggy suit, I'll buy a triple XL pair of pants, I'll buy some glasses, I'll turn up 10 minutes before him as Jared with an American accent and there'll be a crowd there and I'll just start doing speeches <laughs> as him. So I did it. So I got my mate to film it. I turned up, I was like... I'm Jared. It uh, took a lot of hard work. Uh, thank you so much for coming. Uh, the Subway really are the people that I should thank the most. And then Jared arrives as I'm doing a speech as Jared. And he puts his arm around me and we have like a little bit of a laugh together. And I'm like, this isn't Jared. This is my cousin Peter. <laughs> and then like me and him talk for a bit. And then he laughs. And then the owner of the Subway boots me out. And then, like, I kind of, like, stopped thinking about that video because it's so long ago. All of the news comes out about Because you, you told me the story before the news had come yeah. out. So I, I heard the story and I go, that's a great, it's a great yeah, story. So this so, video exists. Yeah, 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 I'll send it to you after this, bro. Beautiful. Yeah, it's still public, but I feel weird about sharing it all, these days. Um, yeah, yeah, but, for what reasons? <laughs> so, obviously, Jared's um, been, it's turned out that he's a sicko. And he a had, pedo. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he had kid porn on his, um, on his computer and yeah, stuff. Yeah. You yeah, hang yeah. out with a pedo, bro. That's why it's my favourite story. Because it's like Kev dressed up as a pedo oh. and, oh. and threw his arms around him and like oh. hung out his mates with a pedo. Yeah, it's so twisted. And when it all came out, Timmy came to me, he's like, I like that video even more now. <laughs> I just chilled with him and dressed up as him. Oh, it makes me feel so strange and lightheaded. Gross. Yeah. Gross. But it's Sick. nothing on you. Yeah. How were you to know? You were just, yeah. you, he, he was portrayed as such a nice guy. Yeah. He really was. The guy who lost weight. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he was. Just for a normal a while. dude. doing funny shit. Yeah. <laughs> but in the background. Yeah. Not a evil. Good, pure evil, evil pure man. Pure evil man. Yeah. That you dressed up as yeah. and hug out with. And, and had a laugh with. <laughs> Yeah, fuck that, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> Experts have announced how often we should be changing our bed sheets. Oh. New York University microbiolo microbiologist Philip spoke to Business Insider about the dangers of not having your sheets regularly washed. He stated that the maximum, and we all know we're about to have a discussion about this oh, in a second. <laughs> The absolute maximum amount of time between washing your sheets is one week. Your bed... What? <laughs> after one week, your bed becomes a breeding ground for germs that can become a botanical park for bacteria and fungus. Now, boys. I've got Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bro, i got at least, at least a month and a half. A month and a half? Dude, that's that's easy. Yeah, but no, easy. it's more than Sniff? that. Sniff? How, how, how I long? I lied, since man. It's like it's over two months. I feel bad. I'm not real dirty. Okay. Uh, right now, uh, the only reason I have fresh sheets on is because I bought fresh sheets for Mum so she could sleep in my bed, yeah. and I slept on the couch. Uh, so right now, I'm running at like it's been a week, yeah. but before that, straight up on us, uh, four months. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm in the same realm. Yeah, dude. easy. Yeah, I've it's because you can't no see idea. the fungus. You can, oh, you can't see the bacteria. Yeah, I know it's there. Like, yeah, yeah. Does it feel a bit grubby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How does your bed feel when you hop into it? Um, not like a hotel room. Mm. Not nice. Yeah. But but you know, I 
you when you party you when you party a lot it's not it's it's not something that's high on your list of yeah you you go look I'm gonna get in there fucked up so it's yeah. kind of like I'm matching my lifestyle yeah. with my betting <laughs> options <laughs> yeah bro you know what I mean yeah you wake up hungover you're not gonna change your sheets who wants to do that worst job ever and it's always such a mission putting them on the line like wa- washing and drying sheets you can't put like heaps of clothes in with it so like. This scientist, I get what he's saying, but I don't know if I'm going to change my ways. Yeah, I'd, I'm still with me, you know. Got the sheets. They're a part of me now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got <that> thing. <laughs> Send us a private message. Send us a DM on Instagram. What's the longest you've gone without changing your sheets? Look, I think it's one of those things where um, you, if, if certain things happen in the bed, yeah. all right, certain things happen in the bed, I think, um, uh, obviously, oh. y- urine. Yeah. <laughs> should change your sheets for sure. Vomit, uh, vomit yeah. should yeah. change your sheets. Then it becomes yeah. See, that's when it becomes that. That's when it becomes that. When it, when you cross the sexual ground, mm-hmm. that's when mm-hmm. it becomes a, a murky, a, a, a grey area. You saying you should murky never wa- never wash after missionary, but like, but anything other than missionary. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say I would say missionary probably more because you're closer to the sheet, right? Ah, like if you're yeah. doing like a classic. The classic doggy style. Uh, on, so you're both, the you're both on your knees. Mm-hmm. You might get a little bit of drip down. But uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Woo. All right. <laughs> um, 20, only 24% of people admitted to washing their sheets in that time range, like within every week. So most people, 86% of people are have beds full of bacteria. So like, you're not alone. If you're listening going, I'll never tell anyone the truth. I'm not DMing them. Why would I do that? I don't even know why those three boys just told us how gross (laughs) their beds are. (laughs) You're not alone. Like most of us, most of us don't wash our sheets and and most of us probably lie about it. Dude, I think everybody does. I lied. Um, and and this is the place that we tell we tell the truths. Yeah. And I lied. Yeah. <laughs> it was just India. I go, don't tell that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's an insight. And because how they yeah, it's, an it's, a, it's a good lie to have because how's anyone going to test it? I guess lick your bed and see if they get sick is the only oh. real test. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. That brings us to the end of the uh, of, 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 of the scheduled news stories of the week. We got um, have you got any send ins, Ken? I've got a follow up, but not a send in. Do you want to do? Uh, I got a send in. Did you want to? Did you want to go? Uh, who did you? I'll, you've had lost story. I'll, I'll, I'll go now. Um, yep. So this is a send in uh, from uh, Stallion Matthew Peters. So thank you for Welcome being a back, part of the Stallion show, Peters. man. Um, the headline is. Grant Denyer apologizes for touching his groin in TV commercial. Um, I'm a big Grant Denyer fan. Um, so for people that don't know the backstory of Grant Denyer or who he is. He probably doesn't want people to know. <laughs> so he's the host of, of uh, was probably most well known for Family Feud, right? Um, before that he was, uh, I think he was on one of the morning television shows as the weather guy yeah. before that. Professional um, go-kart racer. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, like electric go-karts. That's oh, what it that's what he's into. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's... A bit of... Yeah, all all types of that. <laughs> so methamphetamine was what was what uh Sniff was talking about there by by doing a little... uh so he got done for um him and the whole time he was doing like the 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 weather reports and shit like that. He was smoking meth hard and he's loved ha- it. Yeah, and loved it. 
But you know what? Like, who takes meth and says, oh, that wasn't much fun? There's a reason people, you know, mm. t- do do drugs. Yeah. And I, I haven't done meth, but I'm sure that I'd like it. And what a, and <laughs> quite a high achiever. Like, he was still nailing his job. Like, he was still so entertaining. Yeah, because he was putting the hours, like, six days straight. Yeah. <laughs> no sleep. Prep. Six days of prep. <laughs> and so, um, but Grant has... Um, the one one of the main reasons I love Grand Tanya is the bounce back. He always bounces back. He never goes away. He's just he's just he's like, all right, well, probably can't do the pipe no more. <laughs> <laughs> Learn that lesson back into it then. Yeah, good and man. And then gets like straight after that, he comes back and does Family Feud, one of the biggest game shows in Australia. The, the dude is unstoppable. And I got a lot of I actually have a lot of respect for Grand Tanya. Um, so what the what the article is is um. It's just uh, in this in this commercial, Grant does a um, an adjustment. Uh, <laughs> What's the commercial for? Um, um uh, so it says Daniel told his co-hosts um, on his uh, radio FM show um, who had noticed his readjustment before realizing uh, uh, in the ad uh, it doesn't. It doesn't say on here. So it's not an ad for underwear or an ad for something that might... No, I think it would have been an ad for the radio show. Oh, Um, it just goes for a grab. But I think here's... And and the reason I I, I quite like this article is once you do a a degree of things, I think methamphetamine and things are on on those lists, you don't really give a fuck about too much. Other stuff. He, he he went through like getting done uh, like nationwide for being a meth addict. Yeah, like being a meth live, live television yeah. breakdown. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. dude, a live television breakdown. A, a, a fucking groin adjustment's nothing for the man. He's like whatever. <laughs> it's on the Grand Daniel. <laughs> totally. I am Grand Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Bless you, sniff. But yeah, so uh, so shout out for Grant for just 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 being a being a guy that just chucks along, you know. Sticks at it. Just yeah. sticks. At it. Good, good for him. He's got no quit. Grant Daniel's got zero quit in him, eh? Gusta. <laughs> you know what? He seems like quite a good guy. I reckon. Uh, I reckon he'd be quite perfect for the for the charging Stallion podcast. You reckon he'd come on? I reckon if I edit out that, like if I edit that last five minutes into a shorter clip. Oh, we can't. He w- he wouldn't be down if he knew we we're talking about yeah. the the pipe. Oh, he's, right. I, I think he's he's trying to to trying to avoid that. All costs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll never mention it again. We'll just say, hey man, check out episode eight <laughs> to get what we're like. Maybe we give him a taste, like. I'll, I'll, like, we'll find out where he is. I'll go down the alleyway. I'll, I'll take a whole, like, lung full of meth and I'll run up, like, and while he's, like, about to, like, have a yawn or something like that, just do the dragon breath of meth into the mouth. <laughs> so you want to spike him with meth as a way of getting him on the podcast. Got Like, if you could learn anything from Grant Dead, you better that things need to get done. Keep on truck and get what needs to be done. Never do what up. you need to do. Meth breath. <laughs> A little follow-up for you, Timmy. So a few weeks ago, you told the story of Natasha Crown, who is a woman who runs an Instagram account with thousands of followers who wants to have the biggest bum in the world. Oh, yeah. So she is eating her way to that goal and also getting injections, we assume, to that goal. What was her name again? Natasha underscore crown underscore official double underscore official. Uh, So I... 
real as an offhanded remark when we were talking about her, I was like, yeah, man, I'll follow her off our Charging Stallion accounts. Oh, did you find it, Snip? Yes. Quite, quite the woman. Yeah. So I've been following her on the Charging Stallion Instagram, and I the follow-up is right now is me basically saying, I have to unfollow because every time I'm on Instagram on the tram... And there's just photos of um, this lady's buns in a G-string. I just feel too strange. So I'm unfortunately going to have to follow yeah. Timmy. NSFW, not, not safe for anything. <laughs> yeah. No, no thanks. Um, yeah, so you're, you're I'm going to unfollow, it. yeah. It's too much. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, yeah. You know, it's just um, the ones that I really like, though, uh, uh, her trying to sit in the seats and, her, like, just finding seats that her bum obviously isn't going to fit in and trying to jam it into the seat. Whoops. She's got, look, <laughs> people people rag on these on, on, on these uh, uh, people who have become famous on Instagram for big bums or thighs or boobs or, mm. or, or I, I, I don't Is there a male equivalent? Muscles, muscles, yeah, and 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 all these things. Look, if if you found a fucking a, an angle, mm. and you're not hurting anyone, and you want to work it, I say fucking good luck to you. Yeah, you know if you if you're gonna if you're gonna do it like like you like she needs money for all the chairs that just break all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are we on to our uh, good news story? Oh yeah, here we are. This is it. So every every time sniff, uh, you know, you know a bit of the podcast. We like to finish with a good news story, something that uh, fills the fills the soul with happiness, clears the palate, so you can walk out of this place not feeling disgusting after all the stories of animal abuse, <laughs> <laughs> children living on islands with no idea about the real world. Like it's a meth lot breath. taken, a Robots. bit of mess breath. <laughs> yep, robots. <laughs> Three-way geese relationship, like you just need to kind of cleanse your mind, and Timmy's going to do that for us now. The headline is: eighty-nine thousand pets find forever homes during clear the shelters adoption drive. So more than eighty-eight thousand animals now have a place to call home, thanks to a joint effort by a local news station and hundreds of animals across the across the country. Um, so this is in America, uh, in in the Tampa Bay area alone. Uh, two and a half thousand pets were adopted uh, uh, from 23 participating local animal shelters, and it's just really nice, man, to, to see the movement now. And, it's, and people have been talking about it for a while, and obviously it's something that 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 have that has been that have been brought to people's attention um, about shelters, and it's just good to see people not going to puppy farms and and and, and those kind of things, and and giving animals that are probably going to get put down or the rest of their life in a cage an actual awesome home to go to. It's a fucking nice thing. Tons of them as well. So many, Dude, man. Eighty nine thousand pets across America during this during I think it was a a week or two that 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 this uh, that this drive went. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, man, it's just a, it's just a really, it's just a really beautiful thing to think about. That's beautiful. It's probably yeah, more right. people in Tasmania. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> probably eighty-nine thousand people. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's a lot, man. That's a, that's a, it's a eighty-nine thousand uh, cats and dogs that are that are, that are living living a, a much better life than they were a few weeks ago. So it's a, it's a nice thing. Awesome. Very yeah. awesome. Pet graveyards less full. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really nice. <laughs> It's a good news story, Steph. We don't talk about those things. Not at the end of the show, Sniff. We're trying to feel like good people. 
All right, Steve, so uh, that brings us to the end of uh, Charging Stallion Presents News We Like. Would you like to uh, uh, jump on and, and, and tell, the, uh, tell the audience about what uh, Pissed Idiots are up to in the, in the next coming weeks if they can come see you at a show? Or? I'd love to, Timmy. Thank you. Um, so tonight we'll be playing a sold-out show at the Workers' Club in Melbourne. So fuck off, don't come. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much forget about it. Uh, <laughs> then we go to Perth. Uh, Saturday and then week after that we've got Newcastle, Wollongong, Central Coast and then a big big final hurrah in Sydney where um, the hometown show at Marrickville Bolo should be a, a right old hit. Yeah. And we can find you on Spotify, iTunes, Facebook, Instagram. Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. All platforms. Nice. <laughs> And uh, we'd just like to say, uh, Sniff, thank you for uh, coming on the show with us. Thank you to uh, you and the, and the and the rest of the Piss Idiots crew for playing playing the show with us last night. We had such a great a great time. Oh, beautiful. And uh, and um, we will uh, hopefully Thanks, hopefully do some do some shows again together in the future. I wish so. Thanks, boys. Love yous. Thanks uh, for coming. My name's Tim. My name's Cam. My name is Jack. Thank you for listening to Charging Stallion Presents. News we like. <laughs>